we're so excited to be here, guys. We know this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, these guys are working their tails off. Um, and we're, 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 we're so grateful that we get to play a game on Saturday. So let's go. Let's get after it and see what we can do. All right, let's go. Jeff Call, Greg Rubel, John Hale. Coach, uh, how do you feel like you match up with with UCLA, and what were some of your impressions of uh, last night's game with uh, Michigan State? Well, UCLA is incredibly skilled. They have some guys that, that can, can just score in isolation at a high, high level, which is always terrifying, and it's a it's a recipe for it's a recipe for success sometimes in the tournament when you have guys that can actually just go get a shot for themselves and go make a play. And they've got a bullet of guys like that. They have a big time point guard who is a, who is um, a perfect complement to those guys. He's really interested in kind of getting them going and finding ways to make them plays and, and put them in good positions. Also clearly a capable scorer down the stretch last night. He had two huge plays bang the three and, and also drew the foul for free throws. So he's a really quality point guard and they got some physicality. I mean, they, they, they had 13 offensive rebounds against Michigan State. That's really hard to do. That's really hard to do. And they're averaging over 10 a game. And so they're a force to be reckoned with on the glass. Um, you know, they, they spread the floor and shoot the ball really, really well. And they cause all kinds of problems for you. So a huge challenge for us. A lot of different faces, uh, both sides, uh, Coach. But what are the applicable components from uh, the Maui game in uh, last season? Yeah, it was, it was a, you know, it was a, it was probably more fun for us because we won. But it was a great basketball game. Um, you know, last year there was just a, there was an abundance on both sides of skill on the floor. It was really incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the DNA of mixed teams is they're going to guard, they're going to find a way to guard. And so I, I know that'll be a constant. They're going to be tough and they're going to rebound the ball, which they proved again that they can do last night. Um, and, you know, they'll have them peaked emotionally. So. Coaches, John Hill with the Courier Journal in Kentucky. Alex just said that, your experience at Kentucky as a player in 96 gives them some confidence. They've learned some lessons from those stories. What do you take from that going into this as your first tournament as a coach now? Um, I don't know, guys. I mean, you know, I'm not sure what we can take from that. If, if, if Coach Patino was here and, you know, we had Tony Delk and Walter McCarty and Anton Walker and, and that crew, maybe we'd take a lot, but this is just – this is this guy's team, man. What they've done this year has been so impressive and how this team's gelled together. And, uh, you know, the one thing, there were, there were some things that that we've taken as a program from Coach Patino that I think are really important. Um, one is just a relentless approach um, to getting better every single day. Uh, Coach talked about that all the time. He talked about how his team was going to be way better in March than they were in November. Uh, he talked to us as players about that all the time. Um, I think that's been a huge part of what our guys, and that actually does two things for you. One, if you can actually get better every single day, you're going to turn into a really good team by the end of the season. And two, um, you know, coach uh, always, you know, coach had everybody so emotionally heightened for every single game. Uh, well, he had us actually terrified for every single game that we better win. 
um, which was super effective. But but this idea of approaching every single game like it's the, the, the toughest, most important game you've ever played all season long means that even though this experience for us, for me as a head coach, is the first time NCAA tournament game. And for a lot of my guys, for most of my guys, it's a first time NCAA tournament team, certainly in the roles that they're playing. All that's new, um, but it's incredibly familiar for us to feel like this is the biggest, most important game we've had all season because we've already done that 26 times. So this is our 27th time where we get to practice making this our most important, most, you know, most crucial game of the season. So that part's really familiar. Go ahead, Mitch, and then Darnell and Jake. Coach, uh, how's the health of your team going into tomorrow night? Yeah, right now, guys are really good. Um, guys are, guys are, um, you know, I think, um, you know, the one thing about this quarantine is it, it, you feel a little bit like a, you know, a little bit more like a pro just in the sense of it is eat, drink, sleep, workout, recover, workout, recover, treatment. And, and, and the only addition would be online class. So, it's um I think our guys are primed and ready to go and we're just excited. You know, we'll have a really important practice uh, this evening and then a shoot around tomorrow and then it's time to go and, and we get to be tested and see see who we are right now. Apologies for the background noise uh, here. I'm just at uh, Assembly Hall. I apologize if it's loud. But uh Hinkle Hill Fieldhouse, how was it to maybe take the off factor away from your guys, get a feel for the gym? last night so they go into tomorrow just kind of ready knowing the scene yeah you know we believe in that we believe in getting in the gym and smelling the gym right and so it was important for us i think it uh it's it's nice for our guys to now go into practice today we'll be back in the convention center today but for our guys to be able to picture uh the venue they'll be playing at and how it feels and what the lighting's like and what the backdrop is like and all those things i think are really important Oh, my team. Oh, let me wake up here a second. Mark, you put my sleeper. Uh, it's been it's been uh, kind of an interesting experience for us to to watch on social media things going on. You know, Jesse getting stuck in the elevator and and you guys conga line basically to get your COVID testing. Is all is it all part of the experience to make this the most memorable experience uh, of their lives for these guys? Well, you know what's going to make this the most. Well, I don't know. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know, I came here thinking, hey, we're going to have, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to keep the guys' attention. I think I thought, I think I was really nervous about it. I was nervous about all this time, especially the time where we're not allowed to get out of the hotel at all and you're kind of quarantined your floor. And um, so I was nervous about that. So we had brainstormed a thousand different ideas that we thought would be effective. And as usual, the effective stuff is the stuff that just happens organically. So the deal last night was really fun, right? So it's 9.30 at night. We're the last team in the tournament to get tested. And um, it's been a long day. We had a hard practice, a really important practice. We had a ton of, you know, had two film sessions and study sessions. And, and we go there and, and uh, um, you know, every other time we tested, they just had us line up and you went and told them your name. But on for some reason last night, they were like, hey, let's just, we're just going to, uh, call you out and so um the lady that was running who was so terrific um she she just called out brandon Averett, and the guys just broke out into spontaneous kind of fun applause 
and then it just grew from there. And, you know, that's, um, I mean, it's always that way, right? It's just those organic moments. And, um, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. Uh, we, we try and really listen for the sound of winning. We talk about the sound of winning a lot. And um, those moments where it's just stupid and, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but your guys are just celebrating each other and just loving each other. Um, those, those are sounds of winning. And so, um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a result of these guys caring about each other and fighting for each other and sacrificing for each other and kind of bleeding and sweating and for each other all year long. That's kind of the bond that forms. Right. And so those moments are really proud moments as a coach. I know that sounds weird because it was so silly, but they're proud moments as a coach where you're like, man, these guys, you know, these guys are caring about each other. And so, um, you know, our job right now is to go win. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to remember. That's what's going to make a difference. But the ingredients to having a team capable of winning are some of the experiences that we've had so far. Coach, uh, kind of building off that a little bit, you may have answered that question already, but what will your message be to your team to remind them, hey, this is the big stage, but you guys still need to go out and play and win? Yeah, like I said, I think this is, you know, the one thing about the way we approach the season, guys, about every single game, about getting ourselves to a fevered, emotional intensity pitch every single game is this is super unfamiliar to us. Like, you know, you might not have felt like a home game against Portland, you know, at the beginning of January was – the biggest game of our life, but we treat it that way. Um, we work really hard to get ourselves there. And so this feeling that we're going to have tomorrow night is going to be really familiar. It's going to be as familiar as it can possibly be because the urgency and the stress and the anxiety and the, and the determination is going to feel like it has 26 times. We work really hard at that all year long. It's not easy to do. You know, um, we're not one of those programs that is, veteran enough to kind of take a balanced approach and an even keel approach to every single game. We don't like, we feel like every single game, our whole life is on the line. And so uh, the benefit of that, you know, that's hard. It's, um, it's ridiculously difficult to kind of bring yourself to that emotional peak every single game. Ask Rich Harward. I mean, this guy is an emotional leader for our team and what he does every game. It's so hard to get yourself to that place every game. But the payoff is when you get to this game, it's like, hey, this is exactly how we feel every game. So hopefully that that's going to breed some familiarity. That's going to help our guys perform well. Do you Will you remind them, hey, this is still – this is a fun place to be at. You guys have worked for this all season. Will you remind them of that part of it, though? Uh, these guys know. I mean, listen, they don't need anything from me. They want to win so bad. Like, they – you know – when you've invested as much as these guys have invested, when you think about the five weeks of two-a-days and, and this kind of working through the summer and then this ridiculously intensive COVID cautionary protocol that they've put themselves through, especially the last three weeks, when you've sacrificed that much, you just have so much, you just have so much will and desire to win. It's going gonna, it's gonna to ooze out of these guys. Now, we got to perform well. we got to perform at a really high level. We have to do it together. we got to play the right way. We have to do those things. But... You know, these guys know what they want. And, and as fun as all these moments are, you know, what they want is to go win. That's what we want to do. We want to go find a way to win. And there's no guarantee to winning, especially in this tournament. But there is a guarantee to our focus, and, and we're focused on trying to go win. Nobody thinks we can do it, guys, but we do. We think we can go win.
Thanks and good luck, Coach. Thank you. Sean Walker, go ahead. Coach, I think I speak with uh, all my esteemed colleagues in the media here when I ask you the uh, most important journalistic question of our time um, and the one that you knew you were going to get today. First of all, that's like the greatest setup of all time. I'm, I'm literally sitting on the edge of my chair. I can't wait to hear. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what the heck happened with Jesse Wade in the elevator? <laughs> so, so, Jesse, you know, it's just what happens when you're quarantined forever, right? So we're down at dinner and, uh, you know, we'll come down kind of casually have dinner and then we'll have a film session right after. And so all of a sudden I'm like, where is Jesse Wade? And, and a table across me, Brandon War and a couple other players are on, they're on FaceTime with Jesse. And it turns out that he is trapped in the elevator. So the, um, so I jumped on FaceTime. Of course, I thought it was hilarious. And understandably, Jesse was semi-concerned about his situation. So it ended up, he was in the elevator, I don't know, for, for half an hour, 40 minutes. It was just like, we got to get him out of there, man. We got to get him out. So we were down here on the second floor for our meeting space. And so we um, went and started banging on all the elevator bays and eventually could hear Jesse. And then he's talking to us on FaceTime saying, I think I might be between floor six and seven. So we race up to floor seven and, um, and start banging on the doors. And sure enough, well, I actually, we, we actually started with the wrong one. And then, and then, uh, then we peeked through the crack in the middle elevator and you could see, you could see Jesse in there. And, um, and then the guys went straight coach short on the elevator just to save their boy. And it took a while. It wasn't easy when they got him out. It was, it was actually pretty fun, pretty funny story.